Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello, 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 can you hear me, Josh? Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 298. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week... One of the reasons he's one of the greatest human beings in the world is because of the contributions made by Europeans. It's Josh Wise. <laughs> Hello, how's it going? How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Josh. Do you know what I'm, I'm referencing there? Well, it sounds vaguely familiar. Um, is it? Is it Brexit land? These are the words of Sadiq Khan in, oh, ref- right, okay. in reference to the firework display that uh, took place over the, the what's it called now? Is it the London Eye? It is the London Eye. The Coca-Cola, sponsored well, by Coca-Cola. It, it was the, and let me get this off my chest, because I've been calling it the London Eye for years. Uh, you know, that's, that was what it was. But these days, it feels like the fashionable thing is to say the Millennium Wheel. Is that true? I, I get people, go, yeah, because I think back in the day, the London Eye, because it was it was sponsored or paid for by British Airways, I think that's what they called it. But when that changed, because these days people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Millennium Wheel, you mean? I'm like, <laughs> no, really, no, I don't. No, I don't mean that. But, but the, the firework display was glorious because it was about a celebration of all things Europe and it was blue and gold. And it I was... didn't actually watch it. That makes me sad because, you, you know, I went to the last couple of them. Did you? Yeah, but that was when it was free, and I'm a cheapskate, and they're charging now if you want to stand on the bank. Ah, well, you can't you can have that, you know? No. Do you know what I mean? I'm standing on the pavement watching fireworks. You can't mm. charge me. Mm. You know. Well, it's very grumpy me, but was it good then? Did you see it? That sounds nice. I mean, I saw it on telly, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> like you, I'm not going to be paying for that. In yeah, HD, I hope. Oh, of course. <laughs> 1080. You know, I don't have, don't have a 4K telly. God, I'm not that flash. You know? Made of money. Yeah. <laughs> On to the news this week, or the last fortnight, week and a half, two weeks ish, Josh. Yeah, almost two. Yeah. yeah. And there aren't many news stories because we were on Christmas break, and that's why, as well. We're back working today, but we're not back in the office today. It's still closed, so we're yes. we're doing the, we're we're going through unbelievable measures to bring you a podcast <laughs> this week. Yeah, we are. We are. I'm in bed, everyone. See, are you relaxed? Do you feel? I'm tucked up in bed. I've got a cup of coffee. The mm-hmm. duvet it, it's lovely. I'm loving it. If this could be every well, mind you, then I wouldn't get to see everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good for today. It's a very good arrangement. I approve of it. Do you approve? of From Software apparently working, well, I shouldn't say apparently, they are working yeah. two unannounced games. I mean, <laughs> yes, because I love them and I love the games that they make. And But it sounds bonkers. Yeah, so Miyazaki, he, yeah. Was, he was speaking to 4Gamer recently about Sekiro, which there's a yep. bit on Sekiro as well, which we'll talk about in a second. And 4Gamer asked him about, I suppose, production lines were working on the games. And he mentioned, you know, this, that and the other. There, we have that line on that and this on that. Yeah. Uh, which basically revealed that there are teams at From Software working on two unannounced projects. Two no? of them. And mm. Yeah. 
Now, Miyazaki did say, I can't share any further details at this time, but I believe they are games that are very From Software-esque. I think it'll still be a little while longer, but we'll let everyone know once things start to take shape. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving it. But, uh, well, he because he said it's not going to be... Um, uh, Dark, he said, as for Dark Souls Remastered or Metal Wolf Chaos, mm. they were done by outside companies, so they're not included in his thing. And fair enough. But I'm looking at their back catalogue, and I'm thinking, do you remember King's Field? Uh, yes, yes, I do. That, that was uh, pre-Souls. It was, like, oh, it was, pre, it was pre-everything. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was... their first three games before they did Bloody Armoured Core. I was mm. wondering if they might be tempted to go back into their back catalogue, which everyone and their mums are doing these days. So do you, they, do you they, think they, that, they that has any cachet, though, Kingsfield? Like, most people, when they see that, are going, they're not going to recognise that as a From Software. Yeah, they'll go, what? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. What else is, is Armoured Core sufficiently from software that's because that's quite big isn't it armored core i mean i don't like them but you might and people might <laughs> but do you, do you not take that this is two new projects or would that be a well, lot then always... if you have Sekiro on the way as well yeah i don't know because it's worded in such a way that just saying that they are unannounced you'd like to think if they were just brand new that'd be absolutely amazing but i don't know how how likely that is they are good at taking risks aren't they mm-hmm. like they've they've done derecine they've done a bloody vr game now they've done well i say that but sekiro to me looks safe to a certain point if you know what i mean it's it looks like it uses a you know the the established formula of from software's well, games to new effect. You say that, Josh. You say that, but in an interview, again, yeah. I, I believe with uh, for gamer Miyazaki said that it's not exactly Dark Souls. He said, yes. "Quote: uh, Sekiro requires a different playstyle from Dark Souls. In Sekiro's yeah. Kengeki combat, you first need to fiercely clash blades with the enemy, and amidst the fierce combat, you have to find the right opening to attack the enemy's body parts. Furthermore, effective methods of combat in each encounter are set to be even more effective than usual. That's Sekiro's characteristic. We wanted to give meaning to using the various methods at your disposal and working out the effective ways of dealing with enemies. That so, sounds amazing. That is that is different. That sounds to me like I'm, I'm always going. You know, you, you know when people sort of put Bloodborne in, like Soulsborne, they sort mm. of put that into the into the because I'm always the nerd who's going. Well, actually, Bloodborne is, uh, favors offense much more than Dark Souls, which is very defensive. <laughs> so I'll be sort of singing the you know the praises of the little nuanced bits that they put in there. Um, mm. But I imagine so. I, this does sound different and very, very cool. But I imagine that will st- it will still be included in the sort of the From Software canon. You know, I imagine there will be bonfires. I imagine there will be item descriptions. Um, it looks more active on story and things like that. But I'm sort of. I think they're probably going to deliver the kind of experience that you'd expect from from software that not in a negative way i don't mean that in a sort of derivative way i imagine it's going to riff on some of their established things slightly rather than be a complete revolutionary new thing it's difficult to say whether image informs new game or whatever they're teasing is going to be a riff on what they've done before or something (laughs) entirely different but the steam world developer is teasing something because in a video a sort of a happy new year 
type, just little short 20 second video. They mentioned this this new thing that was coming and they said it was coming, quote, sooner than you think. So the Steam, yeah. Steam World games, very, very popular. I, I played a little bit of Steam World Dig 2, which is your, your standard As did Met- I Metroidvania. Did you? Yes. Yeah, played a bit for the Switch, and it was beautiful. It was a very, very lovely game. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, was it Steam World, and did they do Steam World Heist as well? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for the DS, I also played that one, and I like them. Although I find it funny that, that when they say sooner than you think, I didn't think anything in the first place. <laughs> you know, so, so how so... soon is that? What about you? How soon did you think? I mean, I didn't really think that soon at all. Well, there you go. So, that's a fair point. I didn't think about it that way, Josh. We're always breaking down barriers, you. I'm always thinking. You, you know, I'm always, you I'm always digging slightly deeper, you know? Mm-hmm. Would you like to dig deeper into Quantic Dreams, Tease? So, the developer of Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain... Yeah. Fahrenheit, what was the other one? Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls, yeah. They took to Twitter on New Year's Eve and they said, quote, thank you all for a fabulous year 2018. We shall be back soon with some great news. Stay well and happy. Share your passion and love. Stay tuned, dot, dot, dot. So Ooh, that ellipsis. Mm, so, like, Detroit... Yeah. You know, regardless of whatever I thought, uh, it sold over two million copies. It, it, oh, is, yeah. it is proven to be quite popular. Did really well. Do you yeah. see them potentially doing DLC for this? Because we did with heavy, we saw a DLC for Heavy Rain. One, yeah. I th- there was one because there wasn't there. There was meant to be more. There were plans. There was for yes, more, I think they had a plan for for was it two or three. Mm-hmm. And then we only they only ever released the one, so I don't know if that, I don't know why the others were the scrap. I wonder if they're just going to do a completely new game, which is. Are you still excited for from software things for uh, Quantic Dream? Oh, sorry for Quantic Dream. Things, yeah, I, I I I am to an extent. Like I've I've always been a, a Quantic Dream apologist because of. Yeah. Like, I remember playing Fahrenheit for the first time and just being blown away by what I was experiencing because it it felt like nothing else. But then as time has gone on, we have had your Until Dawns, you know, which I feel like taken the the concept and improved on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's the name? Supermassive. So, I don't know. I'm I'm more excited for Man of Medan, for example, than I would be anything from Quantic Dream, but I would still be watching it from a cautious distance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I I would roughly be the same as that. I I think Fahrenheit kind of blew me away. And so I'm always sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, Quantic Dream, Quantic Dream. But, uh, I mean, you know, Beyond was a bit, bonkers and i quite liked heavy rain um, I, d- I did too i did too for all its flaws for all its press x to jason and so on yeah. and so forth you yeah. know it, <laughs> I, I i did still like it because at that time it did st- still feel different and it felt like as as mad as it was like do you remember was that fahrenheit or no that was fahrenheit wasn't it where david cage was in a garage Oh yeah, he was the tutorial. He's like, yeah, the crash test dummies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was mad. <laughs> yes, and I was, I was, I, I, I'm not as down on Detroit as you are. I think it has some lovely moments, but I, de- I, I, I definitely think that they are. Um, they need, they need a sort of wake up thing, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, obviously they don't because they've sold very, very well, and you know, mm. keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, I would like to see them sort of 
move more with the times and do something that's um imagine if they made like a sort of traditional gamey gamey game do you know what i'd be well out, like what just like a puzzle game a yeah, mass or, a mass yeah. three game a ma- <laughs> mass three game yeah or or yeah something something really like bonkers like that you'd be like oh bloody hell all right then well i'll keep an eye on quantic dream that's a step that's a step out you know that's not gonna happen because it has to be <laughs> full of emotion and polygons so that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's his that's his mo <laughs> however it is indeed uh, some games can mix the two you know you can yeah. have you can have your emotion and you can have your quite gamey games and oh that's, yeah that's what matt makes games did with celeste he did indeed yeah and it has proven very very popular yes uh, it came out late january of 2018 and over the course of the 12 months sold five hundred thousand copies which is an astounding figure well done celeste however yeah. they have put the kibosh on a game called Skytorn, which was a Metroidvania that has been in the works for quite a while, a good number of years. Like, the, the latest gameplay that you can find on YouTube is from 2016, I think. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, it was actually, it was announced back in 2016 as well. Uh, but they, they were first sort of conceptualising it in 2012, when there was like, a, there was a couple of prototypes and all that. But they, yeah. they took to their blog, uh, Noel Berry, who was the lead programmer for it, and uh, they said that there was a number of design problems and whatnot that they had to just kind of call a halt to it and move on. But it was it was a Metroidvania with procedural generation, and this was something that Barry, at the time when it was first being bandied about, he said it was something that he was very excited about. Now I, I don't know, but I suppose over time maybe. Like you, Josh, I know, Proc Gen, you're sort of tired of it now. Boo, no more Proc Gen. Yeah, mm. I, I'm not a fan of, 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 of Proc Gen. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's just, it seems to me that Proc Gen is always, um, you know, all of the levels are roughly the same, but they are different. So we're going to say they're different. And then you leave with a general impression of lots of levels set in a cave. You can tell I've played below recently, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I know of something you haven't played lately, though, Josh. Go on. And, and that's a new Splinter Cell. That's bloody true. Yeah. Mm. And I want one, please, because Blacklist was decent. Black, I think Blacklist was, I, I would go so far as to say good. That's what yeah. I would call Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah. I really liked it. And it felt... Uh, it felt like a modernization of Splinter Cell, and then we just haven't seen anything from it since. But Jade Raymond, who has previously worked at Ubisoft, working on Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, and Splinter Cell, mm. she was recently talking to Game Reactor, and she was talking about her time at Ubisoft and whatnot, and she said, quote, the Splinter Cell that I worked on was the last Splinter Cell that shipped, so that hasn't been evolving. You know what? There is a design that we actually had and worked on that we would have wanted to make. But since I'm not at Ubisoft anymore, oh. I can't talk about it and I don't know who wants to share that concept. Oh. But this this has been like, you know, it feels like Splinter Cell every now and again pops up on this podcast. And because I, I think there are a lot of Splinter Cell fans here who want a new Splinter Cell. It's like when it was around E3 time and there was the, the Walmart leak. And it was every fucking game that was in that oh, leak got announced. Bar Do you Splinter remember Cell. The- do you remember the bloody open world one they were doing? The open world Splinter Cell? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, do you remember Splinter Cell Conviction? Yes. 
which for my money is the uh, it's the black sheep for me. It, it, I mean, it just wasn't really a split. It was an action game, basically, with the, you know, with the mark and execute stuff. Mm-hmm. It was very bombastic. Before that came out, they released a trailer, which you can still see on YouTube, of Sam Fisher, and he's wearing like a hoodie, and he's out and about in a big open world. And do you know what? It actually looks like Watch Dogs. You know how Assassin's Creed kind of came out of that Prince of Persia Assassin's demo thing? Mm. I reckon Watch Dogs must have come out of that Splinter Cell thing. That's probably not the concept that Jade Raymond is talking about. It sounds like she's talking about a brand new thing, um, which I would be really excited about. But yeah, it's Splinter Cell. It's just like a big gaming gap. It's like, where's the Splinter Cell? I want the Splinter Cell. Blacklist was good, but we need more. We want more. to what we've been playing this week and over the Christmas period and the New Year's and all that. And I will start us off, Josh, by by telling you about something that I, I have played. Now, when I mention the name of it, you may be taken aback and go, hang on a second. That's a television yeah. show, not a game. Well, I, I will have to correct you. I will have to correct you because Black Mirror <laughs> has made the jump. Charlie Uh-oh. Brooker is a games developer now. This because, is controversial, this. Because I don't know about this. <laughs> on the 28th of December, I think it was, uh, yeah. on Netflix, we got Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So, yes. you're familiar with Black Mirror. Do you like Black Mirror? I am familiar. Uh, <clears throat> I've only seen... What I've seen is good. I saw season one, which was only three of them. And then I saw the one with Bryce Dallas Howard that was like a Facebook, everyone's getting rated thing. Mm, mm. Um, I never saw Playtest, which... That was the VR one, wasn't it? People said that was like awesome. Yeah, it was the VR thing and it had like just video game references coming out the wazoo. It had that copy of Edge magazine in it. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Which apparently Bandersnatch was teased on that. Is that right? If you look at the front cover of the edge magazine in the playtest episode on the games that edge reviewed on the bottom right you can see is like papers please three and just below that is bandersnatch so they teased it ages ago yeah but yeah anyway i didn't see it what's it like it's out and it is okay so right. <laughs> the, the thing is, right, this is a, a new venture, I suppose, for Netflix, your interactive film, your interactive TV show, whatever. Yeah. And it, it reeks of gimmick and it reeks <laughs> of, like, I, I'm sure if you've never played an FMV game before, an FMV yeah. choice based game, you would be going, wow, this is amazing. And I'm not trying to be a bollocks here or, you know, snooty or anything yeah. like that. But in execution, I don't think it's properly worked. So to, to, to give you an outline of what it is, Bandersnatch uh, follows a games developer in the 80s who loves this book called Bandersnatch, which is a choose-your-own-adventure book, and he wants to then make a game based on this uh, on this book. Right. Uh, so there you go, straight away. It's all meta because he's making a choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> game and you then choose the things that the character I does. I see what they're doing. Says, this is sneaky. And all that. Yeah. Very, very sneaky. And your first choice is uh, what cereal you want. It's like Sugar Puffs or Frosties, I think it is. I will say, the prop department and the costuming and all that set design, brilliant. Like, it really places you, Ooh. really places you like smack bang in the 80s. It's, it's very well done in that regard. However, 
yeah, like as it goes on, it it just kind of becomes a bit boring, really. The story itself, and it it asks you to be wowed by the decisions that you are making more so than the actual story itself. Oh, I see. Do you think that uh, it's well? First of all, did you choose Frosties? Oh, uh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, because the, number one, that is obvious. Number two, that's a non-choice. Number three, what's everyone doing choosing sugar puffs? I'll yeah. say that first of all. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, um, it's weird. Do you think it's aimed more at people who don't play games? Then yes, yes. I, I, but then I really isn't that don't. ironic that it's it's an episode it's an episode of Black Mirror specifically about games, but it's kind of aimed at <laughs> people mm. that don't play them. Because, well, I suppose uh, when I say that. Uh, I think it's just people who don't play games will be maybe more more taken with the concept because of them usually throwing on Netflix and just yeah. watching something rather than interacting with it through their remote control. Like it's, okay. every every choice is A B, you know, like that. Do you want sugar puffs yeah. or do you want frosties? I will say the first major decision that you make is quite well done. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. So you go I, I, this is only kind of minor spoiler but okay. you you go into a games developer you show them your game and they say this is brilliant uh, do you want to come and work with us you get to work with your hero as well in the corner I can't remember the character's name Co- uh, Colin Rittman is his name uh, he's like do you want to work with Colin we'll have the game we'll ship then we'll give you the backing yeah. blah 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 right? right and then so you have an option to either accept the job or reject the job now Ooh. now this at the time felt like a silly decision to me because I was going well, if he's my hero and I want this yeah. game to be made, and I'm going to accept the job. So you do. And then Colin turns to you and he goes, wrong path, mate. And then you get... So this is how you know you've reached the end of a, of a, uh, a timeline. Mm. Because what happens is you get a, a little clip of a TV show where a guy reviews Bandersnatch. And he, say, he gives it a, a star rating out of five stars. And in that one, he gives you zero stars. And then the main character says something like, oh, I guess I better try again or whatever. And you get a little rewind type thing where... Oh, that's cheating. Where it goes... That's like Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah. It goes back. It goes back. And this happens all the time. It goes back to the most recent big decision. And then you can then choose again. And you then reject the job and it carries on. And I thought that was quite clever and and show, show, kind of basically explaining how adventure games work and how yeah. i suppose yeah how this this thing is going to play out but it feels i imagine um, you must have been watching that because i know you like a, well you, you've spoken about it today you know you like man from a dan you like until dawn you yeah. like chronic dream you like a lot of that stuff so you must have been watching that going yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you must have known lots of the stuff like do you know what I mean? Or, or did you learn new things, I guess? I, I suppose I, I didn't learn new things, but I enjoyed... Because, you know, you you have to understand that there will be people uh, play, playing this that aren't familiar with the, the formula or the, the format of picking choices and whatever. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate this thing has to be done or things like this have to be done. Yeah. And I thought the way it did it was quite slick. But as it went on it just became it became more about the gimmick rather than the story and, yeah. and, and we do you know we're we're getting more and more games where 
And I can even like that. Like, I think until our uh, Supermassive have taken the concept and kind of ran with it. Or even, there's a sort of a renaissance in FMV games in the past couple of years with your... Um, and so, look, so, some of them good, some of them maybe not as good. Maybe even good is a bit strong. But, like, Late Shift was all right. I think Late Shift oh, was, was that okay. The, was that the gangster London thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you love The Quiet Man as well. Obviously, yeah. And... <laughs> There is uh, what was the um, the bunker? The, the bunker. The bu- like I thought the bunker was okay. It was all right up until like, I thought the last decision was absolutely ridiculous. But I thought mm. the bunker was all right. Uh, their latest one as well. Uh, Shape shifting detective. That was kind of a bit silly. But yeah, yeah, there have been hits and there have been misses. I, I I wouldn't say this is a complete miss. I think it's okay. I just think it does it does ask you to be maybe more forgiving of the story. And right. appreciate the mechanic uh, and how you're interacting with the story rather than the actual na- the, the, actual the quality of narrative of the story in question, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And talking of gimmicks over the Christmas holiday, I played a load of VR stuff, didn't I? Excellent. Yeah, shots fired by me at VR. There, I don't know if you caught that, but it, I tell you what. It's not always a gimmick, and sometimes it's a must. I a, a chap tweeted at me the other day. Are you aware of Twitter? I, I am, yeah. I have, right, I've, well, I've heard of You've, you've heard tell of it. Mm. Yeah, apparently it's what's happening. Um, and a fella tweeted at me and said about our Games of the Year pod, and, uh, and he said, oh, how can you not talk? Because, you know, you, I, I was singing the praises of Tetris Effect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but at the time, I just played it on our to the big TV in the office with the sound way up. It was very, very good. Um, and he said, oh, how, you know, how can you not talk about it in VR? It's a whole new thing, you know, and he, and crikey, he was right. So I played Tetris effects, uh, in full VR with the 3d headphones and it's bloody amazing. It's the best VR thing I've played. Is it far better? Like, does it, does it change Tetris? It changes. Yeah. It, 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 it changes it a lot. It, oh man, it's so good. So you still see, so obviously you've got the, the standard size of the Tetris uh, board in front of you, but obviously, you know, you, you get pulled into the world and then everywhere you look, there are things going on. So you can look up, down, left, right, whatever. Um, but then more than that, when you break uh, any kind of lines or anything, the shapes and patterns sort of rush towards you. It's almost like, do you remember Res? Yeah, yeah. It feels a lot more like Res, as if you're kind of flying forwards as you're doing the Tetris stuff. But also, I don't know about this, but I don't know if you found a similar sort of thing. But when you play standard Tetris effects, sometimes you're concentrating so much on the Tetris that lots of the things, the beautiful shapes and patterns and light and stuff, kind of pass you by a little bit because you're concentrating on trying to do it well. Yeah, see, I thought that the things, like I mentioned, look, if you listen to the Game of the Year podcast, which you totally should, three three and a quarter hours of glorious audio magic. I, I I mentioned that I found the things at the side either distracting because if I if I actually focus on them, I'm taking my eyes away from the actual <laughs> board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if, yeah. I, if I'm focusing on the board, I'm maybe missing some sort of magic. Well, this is, does this VR is solve that problem? It does. It Well, it, I mean, that's putting, that's sort of underselling. It not only solves it, but just turns it into something amazing. So even like, so if you do one of the levels, I think it's the first one. No, it's not the deep. It might be jellyfish chorus. But if you start doing that, 
and you realize the shapes that are sort of swimming up all around your periphery it's just it's amazing but what i will also say is 3d audio really important for that game because you know i know i mean when we last spoke you hadn't really had your you know your sort of your moment with mm-hmm. tetris effect i do and you, you get that that sort of moment where it all clicks and comes together that uh lot easier to come by in vr i would i'd recommend you you know i'll bring the headset back in tomorrow and you can have like 10 minutes on it or something because i think that is definitely the way to do it and it might even have gone even higher in my list were i to mm. just look at it as a vr game because it, it's almost it's a, it's pretty much a must like it, it elevates that game way above for my money okay okay must be the best. Although I've yet, I've yet to test out Resident Evil Seven since I nicked that VR headset from the office. I'm thinking also of buying Moss as well, but because uh, it's meant to be like one of the best VR games, so I might, I might, I might see if I can nab that. But I played a bit of Tetris Effect, and then I played that deep sea diving thing for my sins. I don't know if you've ever, ever had a go on that. Deep it's, sea um, diving. Yeah, it's it's one. I think it was on it was on like VR Worlds or something like that. Um, one of the scariest, most awful things I've ever done, and I don't know why I did it to myself. I was intrigued, but you know that I'm afraid of the ocean, right? Uh, yes, yeah, you have mentioned that to me before. Yeah, can't can't go in. So I thought, well, maybe you know, in VR, it'll be a good way to sort of dip my toe in the water, pun intended. You mm. know. Um, it wasn't. It was awful. It was. It was. It was an un- unbelievably terrifying experience, and I don't know why I did it. Um, and I and I, I think I lasted about five minutes. Um, and when the shark fella showed up, spoiler alert: there's a shark fella. Um, he shows up, and I had to take the headset off immediately. Um, automatically, one of the scariest experiences in gaming I've had this year. Excellent. So you know, that's is, the is, power that, of VR. Is, is that one of the games that is launched with? I, I just yeah, I think yeah, that I, was on I, the. I do remember it. Yeah, that was on the, the VR Worlds thing, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I had friends over, and they were keen to try out different things. Hustle Kings was another one they played. We can play like pool and pool, things like that yeah. in VR and mm. all that sort of stuff. One of my friends started playing Detroit. And I had the joy of mentioning your glorious review of Detroit Become Human. Mm-hmm. She really, really liked Detroit Become Human uh, and was playing it over the course of about two or three days and said it was one of the best games she's ever played. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she, uh, and I was like, yeah, my boss, he doesn't like it. He's mad. Of course, I was, you know, trying to rile her up. But she, and she was like, oh, no, what's, you know, what's his, what's his thing? What's his thing? And then I sort of said, oh, well, you know, the sort of, kind of the, the the allegories to the real world you know a little bit contrived a little bit kind of on the nose doesn't doesn't really say much but she wasn't having any of it she wasn't having any of it she was like no that's one of the most moving lovely games she's ever played so i was like well there you go i'll you know, tell him that i'll see what he says horses for courses that's what i say <laughs> you know, i'm glad she enjoyed us yeah, I enjoyed watching her because she well she kept failing on the uh, quick time event things, which was very funny. And every time I, I had to explain that when it flashes X, she needed to tap X and not hold it. But she shouted at me and said, "Josh, it's difficult in the heat of the moment. You've got to give me some space." <laughs> and did you? I did. I good, said, good. "Just fair enough. I'll I'll leave you to it. I'm going to go and put the kettle on." And uh, and 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 in the end, she got through it. So fair play to her. Did you dabble in VR in any other games or? 
Yeah, there was. I did Hustle Kings. I did VR World. The bit of Tetris Effect. Haven't done Resident Evil yet. Oh, what was the? Um, there's a freaky one. There's a scary one that's on there. Is that the um, old, is that a Russian blood? Oh, there is that one actually. I not Coldplay album. The the, <laughs> the, kind of, the, the standalone. I haven't Dawn played thing. that yet. Have you played Rush of Blood? I did. Yeah, it's fine. It's a, it's a light gun <laughs> game, as far as I remember. Because you're you're, you're on you're on rails. You're literally. I'm pretty sure you're it's on the roller coaster, coaster thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really believe. I think we're going to need number one, a hell of a lot of, of a lighter headset and easier. You know. I don't know, ways to do it without so many bloody wires. The wires are insane. Oh, the wires are criminal, yeah. The wires on my living room floor are mental right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it wireless, make it thin, make it brilliant, and make loads more great games for it. That's 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 my advice for them. Do you know what's wireless, Josh? What Go you on. can just play while it's not connected to anything at all. The Nintendo Switch, also, you can dock it if you wish, which is how I generally play it. But... <laughs> That didn't work for this segue. I had to do it the other way. Not part of the narrative. No, not at all. So I bought myself a little Christmas present. I bought myself Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I must still actually watch the Bros. documentary that was on the BBC over Christmas, which is apparently, I think that's meant to be good. I don't know if it's ironically good or actually good, but I must watch it anyway, because Bros. were a big part of my life because they were a big part of my brother's life. So is I, that I feel, what's what's is I can't remember what's what was Bross? what was Bross? Oh Jesus! Was that Christ? the no? <laughs> when when will I be famous, Joshua? Look, I, I'll give you a couple of YouTube clips. You'll you'll right. you'll catch up on um on the twins. God, what was, okay. their, what was their surname? I can't. Goss? No, what was it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway, Goss. yeah, Matt. Oh, was that Luke Goss? Yeah, yeah, Matt and Luke. The brass, uh, the brothers. I, I'll go away and do some research, and then on the next pod, I'll sing the praises of God of, of Bross for you. Please do, yeah. yeah I yeah. will. Don't the worry. Brothers I will. of destruction. But I was playing with a couple of other brothers, the Super Smash Brothers, the ultimate oh, ones. Oh, right, the I, ultimate. I jumped into this uh, over the Christmas and quickly realised, shit, how do you play Smash? And. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I've dabbled. I played the Wii one before. Uh, that was my first one, actually. And I played the oh, Subspace Emissary. Yeah. I played Subspace Emissary, which I really liked because it was cool. like, uh, you know, very story driven. And if I remember correctly, please do correct me if I'm wrong. It was done in the same way that modern day uh, fighting games are done, where, you know, uh, taken injustice where because of the story you will play now as Harley Quinn for a couple of fights and now the story is going to take us to Superman or whatever so you're going to play as Superman. I think yeah. Subspace Emissary did similar. But yeah, it shifted your character around. To, uh, I, I, I really like that. I really like that. But still, I was like, I, I don't really have much of an attachment to Smash so I have to figure it out and try and yeah. get to grips with things because it's not very inviting for the new player. So Ooh. there, there is... A tutorial, like a two-minute tutorial video that tries to tell you absolutely everything uh, hidden away in the menus. Because, you know, I think most of us know, right, you have to get them off the screen. But apart from that, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. What the fuck does each button do? I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I was told on Twitter, which was the, right. the social media platform you mentioned earlier, I, did, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I joined it over the Christmas, and I said, what's going on with Smash? And I was recommended to play as Kirby, and my God, what a great recommendation, because Kirby feels 
He's the man. He can fly around Kirby. the place. Yeah, he's a floaty bastard. Is Kirby? That you is... won't be. You won't be falling off into oblivion with Kirby. Because that's what was happening to me. I was like, well, I suppose I play as Mario, <laughs> won't I? And it's like, no, because I've no idea how to get back on the platform. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I need a couple of. Uh, I need some some lessons from you, Josh. Oh as, yeah, as well, the Smash we'll player. Some of that sweet, sweet multiplayer. Yeah. Dude, adventure mode in it's a bit weird, isn't it? With the shadow people and Adv- the big overworld map. and the, it, it doesn't seem... To me, Subspace Emissary seems a little better, but that's just me. I've I properly- agree. I agree. Like, I've put in a couple of hours, like four or five-ish, into the adventure mode. And I... I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it feels a bit grindy and a bit like I'm facing off the, against the same people. And like that's, yeah. not, that's not even really explained all that well, but the, the spirits aspect of it. You know, it, so I don't know. It's very like Final Fantasy or something like that where you have your, your, your main spirit and then you can attach uh, assist spirits to them, like support spirits. That do uh, some of them will maybe give you a higher jump, or they'll give you they'll make you faster. They'll give you like oh. maybe ma- magic. I know increased magic attack or whatever the case may be. Some of them will be m- beneficial to certain characters that you can play as, and others won't be. I see. But obviously, yeah, because Kirby is the king of video games, you start off as them, and then <laughs> as you go on, you unlock other spirits. Or other you yeah you you free other smash characters from their evil spirit thing. Oh, I see. I, I yeah, like you. I I prefer more. I don't know more silliness in it uh, from like, yeah. like like subspace emissary, and you know characters interacting with one another because you have yeah. this big bombastic cutscene at the opening, and then it's just you're thrown into this big map and sort of asked to fend for yourself. Like, I'm going to play more of it because the game itself is, you know, it's very good fun. It is yeah. It is a Smash game. Like, you have played a lot more than me, so you might be able to talk to how different it is to other It is really, maybe, really different. But... It is really different. I've noticed the change on two or three of the people that I normally play as. We need to get some multiplayer going on because mm. that, that's where that game lives and breathes, really. I'm shit, but yeah. I, I, I'll practice <laughs> and I, I will get better. I'll, tr- I'll try. I'll try my hardest. But Josh, 2019 is your year to get good at Smash. It is. It is indeed. But, but look, 2018 is over. Whatever. We do need Uh-oh. to look towards 2019 Uh-oh. and the games that will be coming out over the next 12 months. Now, there's no kind of order to this or whatever, but I do want to know some of the games that you are looking forward to in 2019 uh yeah so it's it's well first of all 2019 is a stacked roster there's a load of stuff that i'm excited about i think it's going to be a bigger year than than 2018 was um so first of all sekiro obviously talked about it earlier i'm really excited for that i love from software i love that sort of feudal japan setting as well um also a game that i know you're pretty pumped about Judge Eyes, a.k.a. Judgment. We couldn't really bring up this part of the show, bring up like the games coming out in 2019 without mentioning the game that is being developed by the studio responsible for bringing us Yakuza. Yes, yeah. Judgment. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. 
because of the Yakuza connection, obviously, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I don't know how different it will be to Yakuza. Yeah. Because uh, before the announcement, they were saying, "Oh, this is going to be vastly different," and then you see the trailer <laughs> and it's Camarucho, and you see the yeah. character brawling like Kiru. And, oh yeah, uh, he's, he's he's thumping people in the name, but in the name of justice this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am looking forward to it nonetheless because you oh, know yeah. it's more. Yakuza <laughs> and yeah. I, 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 I think it will be interesting to see how that takes off in the West it's, it's a good time for it most definitely most definitely is it a good time as well for Resident Evil I know you're big Ooh, big fan of that this, Josh. Month, this month yeah ridiculous it is this current bloody month yeah what is it the 25th yeah Ooh. Ooh. I'm very excited for Resident Evil 2 obviously uh, it's been 20 bloody years loving the over the shoulder any Excuse to to go back to the to the to the RPD building. I'm there. Um, plus, what I've played of it, it, it it's really really fucking good. Mm-hmm. They, they've nailed the movement, the shooting. Sign me up. I know I, Mike's going to be going bloody mental about this when I see him tomorrow. But yeah, it's like what is it? Three weeks away now. Give or take. Yeah, give unbelievable. Or take. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited for it. Mostly because from what I've played, it just feels like they've they've kind of nailed it. Like we're in we're in safe hands. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. One thing I am pumped about, which is technically down for a winter release window, but we don't know anything about it, so I'm it may not come out this year, but technically it's down. That Star Wars game. Mm. Jedi yeah. Fallen Order, which is um what was the what were the people? What were the people that are doing it? I wanna say it's the dev studio that was that was Oh, oh Sledgehammer? Sure. I think it's <laughs> Oh no, oh sorry. No, this is the 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 Star Wars game from Respawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, is it Respawn? The developer of Titanfall. Yeah. That's right. Which yes, is the only Respawn. reason why I might check this out because otherwise I'm like, well, I don't give a shit about Star Wars. Uh, yeah, but, you know. But the fact not, but I'm yeah. a big Titanfall fan. So, yeah, we, we as as you say, we don't know an awful lot about this. We we don't, but the name is is sexy and I love Jedi. And, you know, if their order has fallen, that means you might be a badass Jedi. You might get to use some dark force powers. True I'm, enough. I'm all for it. I'm True all for enough. it. I can't wait for Control, to be honest, because... Oh, I'm well pumped for Control! I, I love Alan Wake, yeah. and I have a soft spot for Quantum Break. Yeah, I really me do. too. I was, I was going through Remedy's back catalogue recently, just, just because I realised how much I love Remedy. I just think every game that they make is always so particular mm-hmm. and weirdly sort of quirky. Love but the first two Max Paynes, Alan Wake. I thought Quantum, Dra- Quantum Break was just decent. I mm-hmm. think that got a bad rap, mostly because of those FMV things. Which had but Daniels. Actual- Daniels was in them. And Littlefinger. Yeah. And some yeah. else from another thing, like it had a decent cast. But yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean the F- yeah the FMV things they, they were they were all right. You know they were they were okay. Yeah. They were okay, mm. uh, but no, con- and control just looks like cool. The, mm. the what, like what we've seen of it with the shape shifting environments and guns and puzzles and things. I'm, I'm. When is that scheduled to be out? By the way, oh, it's 2019. Like that's that's yeah. you know, uh, a lot of these games are are 2019. Like, uh, well, what one game which does have a concrete release date? Although you mm. know, who knows? It may change. Devil May Cry Five, a game I know the two of us are very much looking forward to. Yeah. I'm I'm well up for it again because I was de- demoed that and Resident Evil and the bits that I'd played of Devil May Cry Five were very very good. Um, mm. 
I'm kind of, I know me and you really love DMC. Yeah. So I'm sort of, I'm always a bit sad. Oh no, it's not another DMC, but it is another Devil May Cry. And it is the Capcom studio that did those. And they are very good games. Do you know much about Disco Elysium? Ooh, I don't know much about it. This is the... That was this, a positive uh, noise though. I like the noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, uh, no, I had, oh no, it did. Yeah. I read a thing. I read, I read a thing. Good. So this so, uh, is this is police work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you're, in a you're sort of dystopian. Yeah. yeah. You're you're a detective. Yeah. Um, in this uh, isometric uh, isometric view RPG, and the yeah. world is very responsive. You decide what kind of detective you are, and previews. Uh, I, I haven't played it, but previews do give off the impression that the world does change quite a lot. Like if yes. you, you know, if you're a, a hard nosed cop and you're going to be pushing people's buttons, then that might get you answers from certain people. Whereas if you're more, you know, a bit more uh, careful, a bit more tame in your approach, or a bit more uh, emotional, maybe you can might get mm. answers from other people. So I, it it looks very interesting. I'm, I'm very the very art style looks that. stunning, and also because it, it's really it's very very wordy, isn't it? You're sort of choosing like quite long elaborate sentences and dialogue options and things like that it, look, it looks very uh i don't know how to say w- wordy but in a good way <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah no I'm, I'm i'm intrigued for that another one i'm intrigued for uh doom eternal yes yes because doom 2016 was fucking brilliant and i really loved it and it's more of that but this time the shotgun has a grappling hook attached to the bottom of it. Is that all you need? That's all I would need. Um, although in that gameplay demo, I think he also showed off a couple of other very, very cool things. There's You, you now have two big blades attached to your wrist, don't you? Which I'm uh, I'm looking forward to using on a demon's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about yourself? Are you sort of... Do you want something more from Doom Eternal? Do you know what I would like, maybe, is a... A shorter Doom? I, I do feel like Doom maybe went on a tad too long. I agree. Long. It was a little too... It was a little long, wasn't it? But yeah. but still, Christ, like talk about bringing back that franchise oh. in such an explosive way. It was I know. outstanding. But I do... I like some new things as well and some interesting ideas like After Party, which is... A game oh, yeah. from uh, what's their names? Night School, the Oxen Free Night School yeah. Studio. Yeah, and this, yeah, it looks very, very similar to Oxen Free in its art style and how you interact with characters, like dialogue options again. But you, I think, you play as the two of them, two teenagers that have uh, they're they're dead, whatever they they're in hell, and they yeah. they must escape by out drinking Satan. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's one of the best premises, I think, to a game I've ever heard of. It's, that's amazing. I hadn't heard of it until you told me about mm-hmm. it. And then I was instantly on board with that. That Oxen Free was a really, really special game. No, it was uh, awesome. Yeah, some of the best dialogue ever. Sea of Solitude is something that I know you're keeping an eye Ooh, on, which is which has yeah. been which has been it's been around a while now. It's been kind of in, oh, in it's been ages and the, the info's kind of come out in, in like in sort of drips and drabs because it was announced as part it's part of the EA uh, what was the EA's commitment to the indies called? They had that indie program yeah. where I think like it gave us unravel as well, didn't it? Original um, EA Originals? EA Originals, yeah, I think that was it. Yes. And this was one of those and it was announced like 2016 or something, or maybe 2015. Looks really, really beautiful. So it's like a flooded, um, 
future well, well not it's not futuristic it's like our architecture now but the world is flooded and you play as a girl on a boat that's sort of going around and exploring this world and there are very very scary things that lurk beneath the water it just looks very very cool very stark don't know much about it but just if you look at this it's just beautiful to look at and a really really cool premise Mm, Untitled Goose Game, I think, is the best premise, though, because... Untitled? <laughs> What's what on earth? Uh, d- d- are you not familiar with Untitled Goose Game? <clears throat> no, is oh, this another Josh. one research? This and, and the Goss Brothers or whatever the uh, other yeah, one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is coming to PC and Switch this year. Early 2019 is when it's meant to be coming out. And <laughs> right. it's where you act the cunt as a goose. Like, what more, do you, what more do you want? Well, that really? is brilliant because they all are bastards, mm-hmm. geese. So it's accurate in that respect. And it, yeah, if I can just be a, an arsehole of a goose, then, then I am interested, yeah. It looks so delightful. I... I I can't wait for us. Yeah, if, yeah. If it pans out the way uh, the way it looks, then I, I'm looking forward to it. I know Days Gone is one that you're keeping a close <laughs> eye on. Like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what I say. You're excited for Days Gone. Maybe that's I'm, strong. I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I, I it does look a little bit that you know it looks a bit like a Benny Hill chase you know there's lots of um, there's lots of kind of like you know hordes of zombies chasing after your man who wears a backwards cap and is played by the guy who from The Force Unleashed did they, played tr- did they try to get Charlie Hunnam to voice him I wonder because it, it feels oh yeah there's, there's an air that. there's an air of Sons of Anarchy with zombies but at the same time that could just be brilliant oh, can you imagine nipping about on a bloody big beefy hog and a load of zombies chasing you but you've got a machine gun and it's set in the Pacific Northwest which is a lovely part of the world and I just think you know let's wait for oh and also it's Bend Studio isn't it yeah and just like most things that they do I think are, are very good I'm a big fan of Siphon Filter um what was the other one they did can't remember the other one they did oh they did that Uncharted game which I still think is one of the better Uncharted games the Vita one Golden Abyss I think it's mm-hmm. really good I think Anthem is going to be an interesting one to watch because it feels like Bioware I mean it's not like they're it feels like EA is banging down their doors going we need a hit from you lads we 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 paid the money a couple of years ago we need a fucking hit off you alright we don't want any more hassle give us a fucking absolute yeah. give, give us a franchise you know Yeah. and I love Mass Effect but I don't love Destiny and I think this is going to be a bit more Destiny than, than Mass Effect but I, I, I'm optimistic I suppose like you with Days Gone I'm cautiously optimistic yeah, yeah I I I'm sort of looking at it and I'm I'm not compelled. But you never know with these things. It could be brilliant. I can't wait, however, for oh, yeah. a video game called My Friend Pedro, which is uh, out again in some sometime in 2019. It's a, a gory 2D shooter where there's a fucking talking banana in it. Oh yes, that thing that was that was um uh was it Dead Toast? I can't remember the was it the, the developer's name. They done the did they do Nunchuck Charlie or something? Yes, I know what you mean anyway. Similar to the Untitled Goose game. I'm like, yeah, there's another game called Skatebird where there's a fucking skating bird. Like, um, well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe Games 2019 could just be the year of outrageous pitches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Two kids in hell out drinking the devil? Yeah. Talking banana? Yeah, probably. Bikers and zombies? Why not? <laughs> the year of the outrageous pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how excited are you to play Death Stranding in 2019? I am very excited to play 
Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding in definitely this year. Yes. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Josh Wise, and only you, Josh Wise, pressure, pressure, Ooh. must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. You get the clues once, and once only, so listen up and listen up good. Clue okay. number one. Right. My first appearance in a video game came in 20... 11 2011 Oh um uh uh stop Josh Wise uh, the man from LA Noir No <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect oh, I should say stop Cole Phelps Incorrect was his name. I'm sure we do- I'm sure we've done Cole Phelps Clue number Probably. 2 I think Clue number 2 my game was generally well received, but wasn't without some controversy involving a particular NPC <laughs> in a bar. Uh, okay, all right, okay. Uh, oh, uh, NPC in a bar. That sounds Skyrim-y. Was Skyrim 2011? I think it was. I think it must have been. Stop. Josh Wise. The fuck? The hero from Skyrim? (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Clue number three. I am 22 and described as having a, quote, charming face and a well-proportioned body. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know if I'm going to get this. Unless the clues get really specific. All right, next next clue, please. Clue number four. You might think I'm a nightmare, but I think I'm a dream. Ooh. Um. Okay. And clue number five. My one and only game is getting remastered later this year and caused controversy when a trailer was released in December 2017. Oh, uh, December 2017. Oh, 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 bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it. Yes, I have. Um, The game was... Fuck, he, Catherine. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have it. Does he have it? Catherine and the protagonist of Catherine. Um, are, was... are you, are you, hang on a sec. Is this is this an official guess? Because I'm not hearing anything. I'm just hearing silence. Sorry. So... Yeah. No. Stop. Yes. Uh, Vincent. Incorrect. Ah, uh, stop. Josh Wise. Vincent Brooks. Incorrect. Ah, uh, stop. Josh Wise. Catherine. And this week's winner is Josh <laughs> Wise. Oh, yeah, because you didn't say protagonist, did I you? I didn't say protagonist. That yeah. was good. That was good. <laughs> I would have, because you could, you could have gone 
You could have asked me to go Catherine with C. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be that much of a bastard, Jeff. <laughs> so to go through the clues. Clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in 2011. Yes, Catherine. Yeah. Clue number two, my game was generally well-received, but wasn't without some controversy involving a particular NPC in the bar. And that controversy surrounded Erica, who was a trans woman who had uh, nightmares. Um, but the thing, who had these the sheep block... Uh, oh, nightmares, yeah. but the, it was revealed that, it, like, I think throughout the course of the game, that the only people having these nightmares are men. So oh. that that was the controversy around it, and also Erica is like the butt of a joke involving Toby, who is another um, another character in the uh, in the game, because he's oh, trying, I didn't know that he he gets with her and he describes the sex as quote weird. Clue, clue number three, I'm 22 and described as having a, quote, charming face and a well-proportioned body. That was just, said, that's, I don't know, someone from the team said that that was a big part of the, <laughs> the Right, okay. Uh, clue number four, you might think I'm a nightmare, but I think I'm a dream. See, do you see what I did there, Josh? Because it's nightmares. Yeah, and she's all, no, that's very know. good. It's very uh, good. And clue number five, my one and only game is getting remastered later this year and caused controversy when a trailer was released in December 2017. That controversy was surrounding a new character, again, trans, uh, called Rin. Who, well, I, I should say, so it's not confirmed that the character is trans, but it's heavily alluded to in the trailer. And I, uh. I, I quite liked a lot of what Catherine did. Yeah, so did I. Because there's two, the two aspects of it, the puzzle solving aspect and the bits in the bar where you're texting the Catherines. And it's very just, again, I suppose we talk about things being different or feeling different. And that's what Catherine did. But... Yeah, it was it just very seedy and kind of yeah the way it treated trans characters and the trans representation was really shitty. And I mm. hope that this new character, I mean, if if the character is trans, that they, they they don't go down the fucking basically treating the character like comic relief, um, just because of them being trans. I really hope that yeah. isn't the case. But we'll we'll find out. What's it called again? Catherine Full Body Edition. Yeah. Full Body. I know. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. It's looking bright. Questions, theories, comments and queries. (laughs) You send them in and we read them out. It's a new year and many of the messages say Happy New Year. So thanks very much. It's very nice and very kind of you. Very thoughtful. Very nicely done. Thank you very much. Does anyone know the words of Auld Lang Syne? Like all of them? Or or, Uh, Because I feel like it, it, it does... Dissolve into just does sort of become that, doesn't it? I, I find yeah, that. I don't, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the bloody words. But but so, this yeah. is the part of the show where you do you send in your correspondence and we read them out on the show. You can do that at any stage throughout the week by emailing podcast at videogamer dot com or replying to the tweet that we send out before we record. Generally on the Tuesday, but this week Tuesday was New Year's Day. Do you know? Have a heart. You know, fucking. <laughs> that's yeah, why we're, we're, yeah, we're back to work down. today. Uh, Sean got in touch and Sean said, "Happy New Year, guys." What's your New Year's resolution and have you broke it already? Well, uh, so my New Year's resolution is to become slightly more physically fit. Yes, it's a good one. It's a good one. I want to go for some runs. You know, I want to I want to get running again. Um, but but I had a lot of leftover brie <laughs> and some cars <laughs> cheese melts crackers from Christmas. It can't turn and that yes, shit down. I'm not throwing it away. Do you know what I mean? 
and so yesterday I did pig out and I finished the rest and it was a big block of brie. I won't lie. It was, it was, it was a generous amount of brie in sandwich format. So it fits on the crackers. Very nice. I, I, um, I think New Year's day is, I, we, we, we don't really start then. Do you know what we do? Cause like, right. cause you're, you may be hung over. You may be, like, I, oh, yeah. I think New Year's day is a freebie. You're allowed that, but then oh, fr- from the second, so I'll allow it. But then from, from the second, then you have to be like, all right, okay, let's, let's actually either, you know, give up the cigarettes or do, <laughs> do lose the weight or exercise, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. What about yourself? Are you going to give up the vapes? Uh, oh no. Oh God. No. I suppose you don't really need to cause they're not, they're not, well, well, yeah, yeah. The, we, we don't know, do we'll we? Find, we'll find out in 20 years' time. They're probably worse than Benson and Hedges. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, mine, see, it's very, we're very boring, Josh, but one of mine is always, it's very similar because I want to get back to a stage where I can run not a marathon, but a half marathon again. Ooh. So, because so, I did that before and I, I did it. I'm not going to say comfortable because it's still fucking 13 miles, so it's a long time. Jesus but, Christ, 13 but, miles. I, I So, you know, I, I did it and like, I, well, I just, well I, I'm in no fucking fit state to do that <laughs> right now after all the selection boxes and celebrations and heroes, oh, whatever. Oh, God, yeah. But yeah, it's, hopefully we'll, we'll get back to that stage. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, back we'll, to fighting, We'll, we'll spur each we'll other out on Josh. <laughs> Ross asks, oh, well, first of all, it says, Happy New Year. Thanks, Ross. Uh, Thanks, Ross. Uh, he asks, is there a game that came out in 2018 that you thought you would get round to playing but now confident it will never happen oh I'll, I'll give you one Monster Hunter World I'm, Are you, do you just think that I will, am that you'll never, never going to no that. no I'm never going to play that game I, I wanted to but it just it never <laughs> happened and right. now the time has passed it's gone too far and I'll move out with my life you, you, you wouldn't want to like dip D- you it's know, too late, Josh. And- too late. It's, tw- it's 2019 <laughs> now. Move on with your life. All right? You gotta forget. Yeah, yeah. The past is in the past. So That's it's, true. It, it's that if it was, I don't know, it, with the, the fact that it's such a, a large game and you have to put in so much, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to get around to it. So Assassin's Creed Fair is enough. probably another one, and I would really um, like to play Assassin's Creed. Have just I gonna taken say, yours? Yeah, Assassin's Creed. I was going to say Assassin's Creed. Like, Oh, people in the office just talking about it, bigging it up so much. Well, everyone is, aren't they? they? You know, it's meant to be better than your your average Assassin's Creed. It's meant to be really, really good. But they're so massive, those games. Mm. You know, they take ages to do. And, and I just don't think I'm going to find the time. Also, uh, that Donut County thing. I'll probably let that pass me by. Oh, you should. That's very good. You should, you should fight because it's very short I as well. I want to play Yoku. That's my main thing. Good shot. Yes, get on Yoko. That's my main thing. That actually just looked fucking brilliant. Um, and Astrobot. I want to get Astrobot Rescue Mission. But yeah, I definitely think Assassin's Creed probably up there with the ones that I'm just not going to get around to. Really. And Ian asks, if you had to set a game at New Year's Eve, what kind of game would it be? A time-travelling murder mystery. Ooh, I like that. Well, you've you got did... a rewind mechanic back into the previous year. So is it like, do you, do you constantly, uh, like at the countdown, that's when the game finishes? You, uh, you have to yeah, figure this out do... by the, the ball yeah, dropping in Times Square. Sort of, um, what was that game that I really bloody liked? Um, the did you ever play mechanic. The Sexy Brutale? Yes, yeah, I did. Do you remember? I love the way that that you'd keep rewinding and you'd hear the same things again and again. It was very Groundhog Day. 
But I'd love them if, like, if you did that, like a New Year's Eve, you know, celebration party at the countdown. That'd be amazing. Someone's dead. <laughs> you know, but who did it and mm-hmm. where did they do it? And before we round things out here, we do have the little uh, the little elephant in the room of the community game of the year. I asked all of you lovely video gamer podcast listeners to email us with your choices for the game of the year. And I've compiled a little list and now I'm going to tell you what they are. So <laughs> I have a list of the top five and starting at, here's a little surprise for you, Josh. Number five, Vampire. Oh, yes. Yeah, Guy Guy Raymond said, for its originality, and it is from my favourite developer, Donut, who brought us Game of the Year, Life Strange Season 1. Oh, Game of the Year, that... Guy Raymond, that's controversial because that was 2013. And Alan said about Vampire, everyone has a game they love that everyone else thinks is piss. I love vampires and mine was Blood Rain. Uh, because, oh yeah, that's yeah, really good though. I like Blood Rain. I guessed her Who Am I by question two because I love vampires. <laughs> I also love RPGs with interesting characters and choices to this stole my heart. Come on, switch port. I know you, you liked Vampire. You were a... You were a fan I liked of it. Vampire. I liked it, but and you, Vampire, you know, two of them, and 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 Vampire. But I would like to hear Guy's take on how that stacks up with The Last of Us and Uncharted Four and Fallout Four and Dishonored One to claim that it was Game of the Year. That's controversial. Guy, get back to me on that. Uh, number four, Hitman yep. Two. Fair play. And nice. I think Mark's comment on that sums it up. Just phenomenal, Mark. It big, is big fan it of is. Hitman Two. <laughs> He's right. It is. It's a really bloody good game. Blitz it in a weekend, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, big time. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Ross said, RDR2 has some absolutely incredible moments. Some would be at yeah. home in any discussion of the generation's best. The performances yes. of Dutch and Arthur are, and the progression of their relationship. Uh, I won't, he mentioned spoilers, I won't go into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll stop there. So, but, I, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, third. So I was, I'm yeah I I can I can. You know it's prob- probably because play. like not everyone got around to playing it. It came out in October. They maybe haven't finished it. You know it's a, it's a big game. It's a very very yes. big game. Number two, mm. Marvel Spider Man. <gasps> Fair enough. Lewis said, "Amazingly fun, brilliant storytelling, a stunningly good game." And Joey said, "Amazing! I uh, thought it was perfectly made, very well paced, and the fact it pulled me back in every opportunity I had sums it up for me. Can't wait for the inevitable sequel." Yeah, fair play. I'm well excited for the sequel, M- mainly because, and I won't obviously spoil anything, but the ending. Yeah, there's loads of cool mm. stuff happens at the end. Yeah, I bring on the Spider-Man sequel. It was a great, great game. And yeah. number one by a margin as well. Is of course God of War. Oh yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really good too. David said, "The moment you click play, you can tell you're in for something special. The first thing you do is cut down a tree." And David, you're spot on. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Congratulations, God of War, for doing that. And if you want to know a video gamers' game of the year, then just listen to last week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast, where myself, Josh, Mike, and Rich fought it out battled it out for over three hours and determined video gamers game of the year also actually I suppose I will just say honourable mentions for a couple of games that did get nods from people right some of them interesting uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Into the Breach Far Cry 5 
Metal Gear Survive, Smash, Celeste, wow. Dragon Ball Fighters, Jurassic World Evolution, Strange Brigade, A Way Out, Florence, Lego DC Supervillains, Monster Hunter Ooh. World, Onrush, Octopath Traveler, Super Mario Party, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Le- here's hoping that we get even more in 2019. Oh, we will. Fingers, it's going to be a bombastic crossed. year, I mm. think. But that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. If you would like to talk to some like-minded people, you can head to the Video Gamer forums videogamer.com forward slash forums and yeah get involved there we do little giveaways as well every fortnight or so and you can get a as Rich would like to say a bag of shit I would say that <laughs> he is he is talking shit it's some lovely little prizes little trinkets uh, you can also email us at any stage throughout the week podcast at videogamer.com for your questions theories comments and queries and if you want some extra podcast as well you can uh, become a VGBG VIP by heading to patreon.com forward slash video gamer where you get four monthly podcasts and this podcast je- uh, well yeah you will this week as well uh, you get it a day earlier and also a little bit of extra as well at the end and on iTunes the iTunes podcast store place you can rate and review us give us seven stars god I'm out of practice I forgot I forgot what yeah, that oh, joke was there for a second yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Colin underscore Hearn. Josh is at Joshy Wise. And Video Gamers and all of your relevant social networks. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at VideoGamer.com. And on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. But for all of your Video Gamer needs, just say to VideoGamer.com. And now it's time. Now it is time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye Josh Wise. Bye. And say goodbye, Colin Mahern Sloan. Guffold.